0: Delia Gutierrez-Begloplin, welcome to the conversation today.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that.
0: It is a pleasure to be with you. Uh, Dr. Angela Schill is joining me, and today we're going to be talking with Delia about changing the face of the game, as she puts it, and the art of negotiation and what that all looks like from a woman's perspective in the world of work. As we get started, I wanted to share Delia's bio with everybody. Delia is nothing short of a luminary in the technology sector, a digital transformation leader with over two decades of unparalleled expertise and a STEM and DEI steadfast advocate, a first generation college student. Her journey is a tapestry of tenacity and triumph, punctuated by a constellation of accolades that bear witness to her spirit and the many wonderful things that she does she co-authored embracing a new mindset working smarter not harder throughout your career and i could go on there's so many accolades so many different um, aspects of your background delia but i'm going to pause there anything you would like to highlight from your background or personal context before we dive on into the broader conversation
1: today No, you did a a phenomenal job there. I was about to say, who is that you're talking about? (laughs) Because, um, you know, I'm I'm a very humble person. So I thank you so much. You know, you you covered it all. Typical things I cover are I'm I'm first generation, young, you know, I'm still a young woman (laughs) uh, with loads of experience. But uh, that doesn't mean that the journey hasn't uh, hasn't had its ups and downs and, you know, uh, boulders here and there.
2: Delia, yeah. I, I had access to. More of your bio, and I'm fascinated by the life that you've lived and the mm-hmm. things you've done. I would, I would hope today as we talk, if you if you feel so inclined to share some of your own background and experiences, I think our listeners would really benefit from some of those insights as well. So, I I think I probably have more questions than we have time for when it goes to just <laughs> dive okay, into. We like a part here, you know. If they I hope if
1: they so. do sequels we can do sequels.
2: Okay, great. <laughs> So, you know, just dive in keeping with the topic on negotiation. You know, I think a lot of us and just thinking of our listeners as we're walking into these new opportunities and trying to negotiate a new job, what are some of the things? Obviously, you know, I first think of negotiating salary. I know there's even more to that. But what are some of your suggestions as you step into this realm, as we step into negotiating? What does that look like? And what are some of the things that you've counseled and experienced yourself?
1: So, the number one thing always, number one, and it and in this cuts across whether or not we are talking about negotiating something uh, for an optimal experience for you. Okay. Is what's your mindset? I have to say that is the number one thing for me, and it is a consistent evolution throughout my life. All right. What's your mindset going in? You know, and I'll set a scenario. You've been interviewing, and you are being given an offer for a role you really, really want that is a stretch for you. Okay. Meaning that's how we grow, right? You don't go into a role that you could do in your sleep. I mean, you could, but you usually go into roles that you're going to be challenged at. So think about what your mindset is. Is your mindset, please, 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 let me see if I could possibly get. A dollar more than I got last year, as an example, or is your mindset? I know what I'm worth. I'm a consistent contributor that brings value. And I'm very outcome oriented. Okay. So, outcome can have a very muddled journey, right? But it is about the outcome and the value of that outcome. So, mindset is very important when you go into negotiations. What is your mindset? Because your mindset will dictate your behavior. It will dictate how you position yourself for negotiation. People, you know, your recruiters, I mean recruiters or the hiring managers, they do want to pay equitably and fairly. I go in giving everybody the benefit of the doubt. They want to pay equitably and, and fairly. And you're also wanting to be compensated equitably and fairly. Um, And, of course, commiserate with your growing background and the value you know you're going to bring as a contributor to this organization that you're endeavoring to be with going forward. So if your mindset is, please, 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 I promise you, even if you don't use those words, it will come out in your negotiation. All right. It will drive your behavior. If your mindset is. I'm a person in transition I am always growing I'm an ever learner I do bring value I'm very good at what I do and I want to get even better at things I don't know that's what will come through so number one that's it can I
2: interrupt you and ask a question about this sure sure I hope this isn't too far off base but how do you recommend when you're talking like this I think of a friend I have she mm-hmm. has that, that mindset that is ideal that you've described. She's, she's gone into a company and not just made the case for, she created a whole new position and convinced people and she saw the value of herself and got the income that she wanted. Mm-hmm. How do you get to that mindset? And maybe this is this is one of the sequels we're talking about, but to have that mindset of not being, you know, Thinking of yourself from that needy, please, please, please perspective. How do you get there? Is that too big of a question? <laughs> um, it's it's a
1: big question in the sense that I get where you're going. Mm-hmm. Today, I can give you that mindset, a tip, that that mindset nugget. Right, that's a tool yeah. in your arsenal. Okay. I look at it this way: um, I have an arsenal. Mindset is one of my tools. Okay. But it wasn't there. I had an empty arsenal at the beginning of my career. And so how do you get there? How do you get to that? Well, I can tell you I've hit my head against the wall a couple of times throughout my career. But that's the reason why I'm here today is to talk about shortening the journey for you and for others that look like you and me to know our value and know that. And value is not about, well, I've got five years experience, right? That's a number. Think about the things of when you leaped over a tall building in a single bound and nobody patted you on the back. It's not just about when you get recognized. So here's what I do to help with that mindset is I have, you know, those lovely things called post-it notes, right? So I have an, I have a folder on my desk. It is just a plain old manila folder. And every time I think I've left A building in a single bound, whether I have been recognized or not. And Delia's mind, she did something great, okay? I write it on that post-it note and I stick it in that folder. And it does two things, at the end of the year or every six months, depending on how your organization does reviews. Don't you hate it when you gotta think about what you did the last six months or the last, (laughs) right? You remember (laughs) the big things, but if I did something of value, I write it down and then I stick it in there. And then at the end of the year review, now i got some good stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Substantive versus symbolism. And number two, that helps my mindset because my mindset is you do bring value. How do you bring value? Well, let me open up my little model folder. And I used to give this tip and I still do to people who work for me. And here's what I tell them. I only remember the last three things you did. As a boss, okay, and if the last three things you did, you went over Sears Tower in a single bound twice, cool. But if two of those times you tripped over yourself and something went, you know, askew, not so great. Mm-hmm. Guess what I remember. So help help me to help you by reminding me of everything that you have done that is of value to the organization, whether it's saving money. Creating new avenues, raising customer satisfaction or internal customer satisfaction, whatever it may be. You know, decreasing costs, whatever it may be. So your mindset is an evolutionary item. I can tell you it is one that is like the figure infinity eight. It's always happening, even today. I will never tell you that I have got the perfect mindset and I don't need to grow it anymore. Never. Always be learning. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you thank sure, you. Sure. so going back to talking about got this great new role mindset the second thing is know your worth which we've just discussed and it is tied to your mindset and think about things like what's my what, what value do I bring to the table maybe I'm a great influencer I look at myself as a center of influence I'm not going to hit you over the head and say you must do it this way because that turns people off yeah. But I've gotten good at becoming a center of influence. So it's about creating that journey that shows the value of going left instead of right, and sometimes it's the value of going one percent left or one percent right instead of where we're going, because sometimes that can make a whole new difference, right? Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> mindset, know know your worth. Digest the offer that you've been given. Then you mentioned something a little earlier. I look at everything as a to- total compensation. When I first started my career, it was all about the Benjamins, right? am gonna make, okay? I never looked at, did I get stock? No, I probably didn't, just didn't even know it. Do they have a great 401k? Do I get a bonus? I think I was 40 before I realized that I could ask for a signing bonus. Didn't even, <laughs> so that's one thing. Uh, Additional benefits are things to think about when you think about total compensation. If your organization, for instance, I have 20 plus, you know, you said I had 20 plus years, it's probably a little bit more now um, of, of experience. So I could walk in asking for four weeks vacation. So if your organization's total uh, weeks of vacation, as an example, for most companies, when you're a newbie, it's two, two weeks, right? I walk in and say, oh, that's nice. So commensurate with my number of years of working experience, four weeks is normal and customary for my role, my level of experience. Mm-hmm. And you don't say anything else after that. <laughs> um, so these are things you think about, you know, how much vacation, do I want hybrid? And I bring that up because at, a, at one time prior to COVID, working hybrid wasn't very common, even in technology. Okay. So these are things that you think about. Um, I would say one of the biggest things that I would recommend is something that has taken me time to cultivate. I am, when you create that synergy with your, whether it's a recruiter or the hiring manager, you know, build a little bit of a rapport. I don't mean become friends. I mean, build a rapport, okay? It is just cultivating a relationship. Why? Because it's easier to state what you want to state. But again, this is not about becoming fast friends. It is about becoming really uh, acquaintances with a little bit more, right? Mm-hmm. And the reason why is this. At my last role, when I went to AWS, I built a rapport with the re- executive recruiter. And she gave me the offer verbally and, of course, sent it for uh, via email. And I told her, you know, Sally Sue, I'll call her Sally Sue. I really appreciate that. And she said she would go to bat for me, but I do also understand realistically that while companies wanna pay equitably and fairly for you, they mm-hmm. do also wanna save money, right? <laughs> so, so what I said to her was, this is my goal. I want to, I am a one and done person. So you've given me this offer. The first thing I did after that was digest the offer. And I gave her a target of when I would be back to her. So if it was Friday, I'd say by Tuesday, end of day, I'll follow back up with you. If I decide something sooner, I, of course, will reach out to you soon. Okay? And what I said, but uh, let me give you my perspective, Sally Sue. My goal is to be one and done. You've given me this phenomenal offer. Thank you very much. i I will contemplate it, and I'll get back to you by end of day Tuesday. And I told her, I don't believe in it is a productive outcome to nitpick back and forth. Like, beat everything to death. Oh, let's talk about this now. Let me see how I can get that. I'm a one and done. So you've given me an offer. My goal is to come back to you and say, great on this. This is what I want on the second thing, like let's say vacation. And this is where I'm at. We can reach an equitable conclusion from there. Good. But I'm a one and done. I'm not here to nickel and dime this. She Mm -hmm. really appreciated that. She really appreciated. And I stuck to it. Love that. Okay. So so those are ideas um, of how to negotiate with a new role. Build a rapport. Know the value that you're offering. Know your worth. Build on your mindset. For, for a lot of us, it is absolutely new territory to come in with a mindset that is different than please, please, please. Because yeah. we can be the most confident women that we are, okay? We can yes. also know our worth. But when we get to a negotiation, we have a tendency to go into, I really hope they give me the dollar more, you know, <laughs> as an example. And lastly, you have to think about what your thresholds are. So, depending on the economy, as an example, when the when the economy is going through transition like it is now, um, you may decide that you're gonna go for a role where you know the salary might be 10 to 15% lower than what you're exactly at. Mm-hmm. Normally I would say, don't do that. But depending on the economy, let's be, be pragmatic and practical, sometimes. You're going to have to take a step back and look as to if that makes sense for you. Okay. Right. But knowing that, you also have to know when you're, what's your thresholds if you need to walk away and say thank, thank you very much, very professionally. Um, and you have to be willing to walk away. I would tell you, I talked about salary bonus, right? Typically, compensation, depending on your new role, is definitely salary. It may be bonus, may not. Stock or additional benefits, you gotta look at from a 50% perspective, that's where I would say. If 50% of those things are more than an incremental difference and will make a difference in your lifestyle, you may want to rethink and perhaps walk away. Yeah. But always a personal decision, right? If you take a 20% cut, you know you have to work your way back up. (laughs) So you really need to think about: is that something I want to do? Am I good with that? Because mm-hmm. you know, today you are being paid for a role that is here. You've made a decision. I'm going to take this role. That's okay. Sometimes we change, we pivot, right? But I do know that when you get a yearly raise, you're not going to go from, let's say, five thousand to ten thousand in one year. It's not usually work that way. You might go five to six. Minutes six, five, you might go five to seven, maybe, but you're not going to go five to 10. So it's going to take you three years to get back to the 10 you were at when you walked in the door. Yeah. So those are things to think about.
0: Can I ask, uh, you know, we've been focusing on total compensation packages um, salary primarily, but with, uh, with other uh, compensation pieces, benefits, et cetera. Um, it's interesting, you know, as, as organizations are trying to find a way to to manage labor costs and keep them under control, while we're having inflation, so where they're trying to increase salaries and healthcare is crazy, and so you know year on year thirty percent plus increases in the cost to organizations for providing less and less quality healthcare to their people, like all of that is is part of all is part of the equation here. I'm wondering if you've had any experience in negotiating some of uh, perhaps the less common but creative and innovative types of perks and other. Um, total compensation pieces, other non-traditional benefits that could be beneficial, even if they can't really move on salary?
1: Uh, yes, I have. Uh, thank you for bringing that up. Here's one perk that I negotiated for myself. Um, it used to be in years ago that if you wanted to go to a training class, a class for training on something particular thing, uh, or you wanted to attend a conference that um, was relevant to your industry. Let's say I'm in technology. So uh, at the role I just, I took uh, two years ago, I negotiated uh, conference. So I had two conferences that were directly related to uh, technology, which is what I'm in. And typically instead of waiting until, you know, two months before the conference going, hey boss, you know, there's this conference coming up and then saying the value of it and which I would be glad to do, didn't have a problem to that. Uh, in my negotiation, um, they were set on the number of weeks of vacation. I said, okay, thank you very much. Here's what I need. I need to be able to attend these two conferences yearly. Um, I'll give you the links. I sent it to them. And I said, and what I would like to do is have the ability to have that covered by the organization. Um, that's a great example of, you know, intangible benefits. Um that when I looked at total compensation, that would be helpful to me because it was directly related to my role and I didn't have to negotiate it with it later. Yeah. (laughs) So, is that helpful?
0: Yeah, very helpful. Are there any others that come to mind? Like I'm thinking just in recent days, I've talked to some individuals about, you know, the growing um, array of the types of non-traditional benefits um uh, mental health and wellness has uh, uh garnered much more attention recently um but like financial health and wellness is something that more and more organizations are jumping into um where you know a decade plus ago nobody was talking about that right. uh i'm i'm wondering if if you've seen other types of resources like that that you've been able to um
1: you yeah, know Negotiate for or,
0: or or even just right. raise the awareness to leaders when you're um, considering a, a position.
1: So the, so I, I've been blessed in the, the last two organizations I worked for for fairly large and had EAP programs, uh, employee assistance programs. And so I was blessed in that manner. And I took advantage of those programs because within those programs, mental health and wellness, health in general. Very, very uh, focused upon for for recommendations, for help, whether it's a therapist, whether it's a social worker, whether it's elder care. OK, so right now, uh, my husband is um, he's a chief diversity officer. And one of the things that he negotiated uh, because we have an, he has an elder parent that lives with us now is um, he, had, he negotiated an extra week of vacation Mm-hmm. But not taken as a week, meaning sometimes he has to take a little bit more time off to assist with his mo- mother and elder care. Mm-hmm. So that's another one, especially when you're speaking that vertical, whether it's mental health and wellness, whether it is in um, care for, right? Whether it's an elder parent, a child, or a family member, right? Where you can. Uh, bring it to attention and negotiate um, something that is creative and work. So, for instance, how he got it approved was he didn't need the week in the whole week. He needed it as in the Monday after he might need to take a day to uh, to attend to something for his mom. Um, but he made sure that his way of contributing was also to say, I will do my best in Denver to give you two weeks you know, notice if I need to take this extra day. So oh, taking that responsibility with that too is demonstrating that matureness that you value the uh, item that you've negotiated as well. And I think that's also very important. Whatever perk you negotiate, um, whether it's hybrid, which is actually more common now, um, yeah. but my niece just negotiated, she has a child that has problematic lung issues and she negotiated um, to have uh, two Two hybrid days a month, just in case she needs it for for care for the child. I think
2: that flexibility is an, an amazing uh, perk, I think, especially we've seen COVID kind of ushered that in, like you were mentioning earlier, and I think it'd to have that.
1: But I do think that the key there for that flexibility mm-hmm. is to demonstrate the responsibility that also goes with it, okay? Because that's the and fear, right? That That really sets the tone like I take it very honorably and serious, you know, seriously, and I don't try to treat it lightly Mm -hmm. because what I do sets the tone for those that come after me asking for a similar type of situation or perhaps a different situation. Well, it worked well when Delia did it. So there's that that is incentive to continue to think out of the box. Yeah. That's fascinating. I love the I love the the out-of-the-box thinking.
2: I've learned so much just from your recommendations and solutions that I hadn't thought of before. And I don't know if we're ready to move on to that next step, but I think the conversation could go two ways in terms of negotiation once you're in your position, from the standpoint of I kind of look at the the life balance aspect of things as negotiating with yourself sometimes. I mean, obviously we've just talked about flexibility within the workplace. But mm-hmm. that negotiating of what that work-life balance looks like, as well as when we're ready to step into a role within our organization or, or shift things over and ne- the negotiation that takes place there. So I'll let you decide
1: which. No, uh, I mean, I, I think, you know, uh, when I thought about it and, I, and what and the reason why I had titled this was changing the face of the game is because you're changing how this goes, right? Yeah. Um, typically, we are in the mindset of receiver mode right? Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're blessing me for this role, which we're always grateful for, right? Um, And we think we are in a more, we'll just take what they offer and be happy. (laughs) And we should, we should be, you know, we're always happy with that. But um, I think it is, think about it. You spend two thirds of your day in an organization, whether you're in person or from home or hybrid, giving of yourself right? Contributing, providing value, you're productive. So you, because of that, you want to be content, motivated, and, you know, provided that, that equitable value back, like we value you just as much as you value the organization, with which you are deciding to become a member of. Now, in the second scenario, you're in the organization, you've been doing your job well, You decide to go for a promotion or you decide to go for a different role within your organization and you get it um so now what you know do you just say great thanks for the promotion and you keep it moving or do you look at the promotion and say you know what this is another mindset check i do believe in in checks all right and believe me the the influencing i'm giving you here is an active reminder to myself. <laughs> if I say it, my I'll do it. <laughs> because you have to take time to look at you. It just doesn't require a lot of time if you're always doing it. It's kind of like the active movie always running in the back of my head. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when, let's just say you have scenario two where you've negotiated uh, or you've gotten a promotion or you're in a new role within your organization, this is another time to do, as I said, a mindset check, all right? All um, right and you want to take it as an opportunity you're probably moving into a new salary band do your homework i would always tell you whether it's a new role or an existing role where you're moving into a new part of the organization do your homework you don't always have to stop start at the beginning of that new salary band all right do your homework know your value and while you have things to grow in because that's why you're going into this new role um that doesn't mean that you have to stay at the bottom of the of the level and so I I would say definitely do your homework look at your mindset digest that salary bump okay and determine if this is great this is all I need or take it as an opportunity to say just as I mentioned before this is another opportunity to say you know what I'm going in fintech. I'm in technology, but now I'm going to add that financial leg to it, right? That's my learning. But clearly you guys all think or ladies all think I should be promoted or in this new role because you're offering me the role. So that's my learning. I got this. I promise you I'm going to get it and do well at it and be continued strong contributor because now I've diversified my career portfolio, right? But at the same time, It's an opportunity for you to rethink if there's something that you would like. And I'll bring this back up again. What conferences do I want to go to that I normally, there's not budget for or whatever. You might use that as a negotiating. uh, Thank you very much. This is something I would like to to do. I will attend these two conferences. Uh, I wanted to attend a conference last year in gaming. All right. And nobody from my two teams, our two teams, colleagues had attended it. And so what I said was, I'd really like to attend it. Here's why. Oh, and by the way, when I come back, I'll do a quick PowerPoint or a little overview for everybody else on the two teams, all of my colleagues, my peers, to show you what I learned and to share because information is, you know, sharing is caring, right? Information is key. So I added an outcome and to do for myself, right? So that I could share that learning that influenced them to change the tide.
2: That's a powerful shift. Just to add that value there is amazing to just think about. You know, I
1: example. created more work for myself, mm-hmm. but I was listening and taking pictures. I liked that slide. Oh my God, that's got some great stuff on it. You know, I learned about the industry really well. You know, I didn't bring back every detail, but I brought that highlights that everybody I knew would be interested in friends, what's yep. going on in Latin America, what's going, you know, and it was, and where technology was going with gaming. So I provided value back to my colleagues. That's how I got them to say, okay, go ahead. <laughs> so, um, so that's one, one tool that you can do. Um, the other is really looking at, is this a time that we can talk about uh, change in life, right? Sometimes you know we need to um, right size our work life balance. Okay, um, mental. You know, I have a bad back, so one of the things I negotiated with was we had this. We have a gym in the building. Typically, I would do it on my lunch hour, okay, or come in early, whatever the case may be. And I asked to be able to use the gym at a different organization that I was at to use it twice a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays um, because they had classes as well to take a yoga class for stretching and flexibility. And it was like, for some reason, it was from two to three. I don't know why, but it was. And I asked for, still do my lunch, but on Tuesdays and Thursdays, could I do this yoga class? It helped with my stretching, my flexibility, which then of course helped my back. Yeah. Which then, of course, continues to make me be productive yeah. and being able to give more because my back wasn't hurting as much. So there's showing them the value, but I did treat it very, very um, ostensibly, right? I treated yeah. it with care. There was occasionally a time when there was a meeting going on that, you know, client or internal where I didn't go because that took precedence. Yeah. So I treated it essentially responsibly. And I think that's a lot of key here. Whenever you get flexibility, when you get what you want, show them, show them how it's done. Show them how it's done. Yeah. That's the best way to continue to have a go.
0: Well, Delia, this has just been a really great conversation. You've provided some excellent insights and practical advice for everyone who's watching or listening, uh, as we wrap things up, we just wanted to give you a chance to share with the audience how they can connect with you, find out more about your work, uh, and then give us the final
1: word on the topic for today. I typically will say, I will answer question if people send me questions. Or, I, you know, again, responsibly, I will answer you. quick as I, I can. I usually try to do that within 48 hours. Um, mm-hmm. And from a last center of influence, mindset and know your worth. It's okay to say this is what I want because you do deserve it and you are giving two-thirds of your day and your contributions and your brain and your, you know what I mean, your heart, your your, your, your uh, eyes, sweat, and tears, right, as I say. Uh, so don't be afraid to ask for what you want um, because you don't know if you don't ask, right?
0: Delia, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Angela. Yes. For joining me today this has been a great conversation i encourage the audience to reach out get connected find out more about what delia can do for you and as always we hope everyone can stay healthy and safe that they can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day and we hope you all have a great week thanks for joining us for this episode of the podcast we hope you stay healthy and safe and please join us again soon